Welcome in, everybody, back to another episode of Dom That's True. But it's not just any episode of Dom That's True. It's actually the first weigh-in of our weight loss challenge, Dom That's the Biggest Truser. Of course, I am Truman Steen. As always, I'm joined by my very handsome and hopefully lighter co-host, Owen Domination 7. Dom, Owen, how are you doing? Hey, True, how's it going? Uh, happy to be here on the first weigh-in day, and let me tell you, definitely feeling a little bit lighter. I don't... Oh, yeah? Yeah. I, I, I might, uh... I might, I might be hot out the jump here, but I, as we know, we've talked about this, out the jump, you know, might not necessarily guarantee future results, but... Yeah, uh, sure, sure, sure. But uh, I'm excited. I'm excited, man. But Happy a, to be here. A strong start cannot hurt you, though. So, oh, and, for sure, for sure. But, but of the way you're talking about it, you said your dad was jealous of how much weight you had lost in yep. such, a, such a fast time. I'm uh, <clears throat> I'm concerned. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> I'm, I'm worried. <laughs> but welcome, everybody, into uh dom that's true as always we're recording live here tuesdays 7 30 p.m twitch.tv slash steam machine twitch.tv slash domination 7 we'll tell you how to spell it later on and we're here to talk a little hockey a little health and this episode we're even gonna do a little bit of a uh, just a little smidgy widge of a uh, march madness but Ooh. of course the main event of this episode is that we are well i I'm not going to lie to you. I think on all the social media posts where I promoted the stream today, I might have clickbaited some people here. Uh, we're not weighing <laughs> live on stream because as we talked about, this is, uh, it's going to be hard because me and Owen are uh, what, what people would call different weights. Um, <laughs> we're, not, we're not exactly the same. We're built different, some people would say. And uh, what that means is that, you know, if, we're, if we were doing it based on pure numbers, I just happen to weigh more than Owen, you know? And so I have more to lose than Owen. And, you know, we're because we're basically the same height. So technically, you know, the BMI range that we're in, you know, is, I mean, we're shooting for the same BMI range, I guess, or whatever. Right. And Owen is in the normal, the healthy range of BMI. And I am uh, built differently. And uh, <laughs> in the, I believe in the obese range of BMI. So... It, it's never going to be about numbers. It's more about percentages. So while we're not going to step on a scale and measure because me and well, Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm going to stop you right there. Oh? It's not about percentages. It's about healthy lifestyle right, and habits. Right, That's what's important. Yeah. And I'll tell you what. I, I'm I'm pissed about this we last weekend. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it on uh, on during the segment before we weigh in here to give you a little context. Mm -hmm. But I want you to know, it's been... I've I've had a tough time the last like week like, but we'll we'll talk about it in the like over the all weekend. Right. I uh, I'm mad, but we'll all right, talk, we'll all talk, right, we'll I'm talk, ready. We'll talk, I'm ready. We'll talk, I'm ready we'll for the heat. A little tease, a little tease. About <laughs> so, uh, we'll start off today's episode like we normally have been starting off today's episodes since the football season has been over, and that's talking about hockey, specifically talking about the New York Islanders. Owen, how do you think the New York Islanders last week went? How would you how would you grade it? Uh, grade well, it? you know. We talk, we've been saying this on the podcast from the beginning, and especially since the beginning of hockey season. You can't win them all. Right. Sure. But I, best, I guess you can win like 12 out of 13, though. That's fine. I mean, yeah. holy shit. Sure, They've dude. really been on a tear. out of 14, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, you know, two two hiccups, which were close games um, that they well, lost. Yeah. Well, one closer than the other. I, yeah. I mean, I think the score was a little bit misleading on the – 
on the the larger loss. I thought uh, it was a closer uh, game. Feels about right. I don't know. But yeah, so mainly this last week in review, uh, I'm talking about the last three games, uh, which were all three against the Philadelphia Flyers. They had a four three close loss, a six to one absolute domination, and then uh, just the other night. Um, a 2-1 close win in overtime, which is, Truman, believe it or not, the Islanders' first in-overtime non-shootout win of the season. They had not won in overtime besides winning in a shootout for this entire season. I thought it was their second win in overtime. Or No, no. maybe, was it, have we won two shout, shoot, shootouts? Is that what it was? Because yeah, that shootout won. was the second overtime win that we've had. Right. Technically overtime win. So this is the first one that we've had in, uh, let's call it regulation overtime before you go to the penalties. Yeah. And, and the funny thing about this one, true is if you'll remember is that this was kind of a, this was kind of, Oh shit. I forgot to change my, I got to change mine to sports. Thank oh, you, Rory. Smart, but smart. I, I was playing old school there. Nice. Um, but, uh, what was weird about this one, true is that the, uh, the penalty from the third period carried over. Mm-hmm. So you never had three on three, which I think really plays into the Islanders' advantage. I saw that. That that blew my mind because I saw the goal from Beauvillier to, to win in overtime and because we were doing another podcast. We were doing the food podcast last night. Great episode, right. by the way. We did the Chipotle quesadilla. Not to not to shrill. But uh <laughs> but I saw Beauvillier score and I was like, did he score on the on the shorthanded? I was like, because I could count four Philadelphia Flyers. And then mm-hmm. I looked back and I saw that we started in penalty. And I was like, "Do we have four? Because in hockey, in overtime, you you can't. Well, I think I think this rule applies all over. As I think, I don't think you can ever go below two people on the ice. So for some reason, let's say that you have three guys get a major penalty uh, when you're on five on five. It won't go five v two. You'll go six v three because you have to have three at least. But so in overtime, you go 4v3 when you're on the power play. And then that makes sense because you don't make a flyer get off the ice and make the guy come out of the penalty box and run across the ice and get over the bench. You make the guy who's in the, in the sin bin come onto the ice, and then you play 4-on-4, four four, I guess, until you hit a break? Or did they just did they never hit a break and just – or if you um, hit a break, they you never... reset to 3v3? I think there was a puck, uh, one or two pucks out of bounds – um, but I know they, they don't, they, they always keep that fourth man on. Interesting. Very interesting. Which is weird. Yeah. That's definitely the first time I've really seen it like that before. Yeah. So, I mean, I've seen, you know, four on four overtime, but generally they right. take that fourth man off. Right. Eventually. Yeah. After the two minutes. Uh, but where there's a, well, there's a way. Bovillier gets done in overtime. Uh, yeah, first one in regulation. Obviously, as you also said, they beat the Flyers pretty handedly. They think they had, what, three first-period goals or four first-period goals against the Flyers? It was th- yeah, th- three. Three first-period goals. And then kind of never looked back. I think they ended up winning by two or three there. Or oh, four. it was 6-1. Oh, whoa, God. <laughs> All right, never mind. I, don't know. <laughs> I, I was thinking 7-3 in my head for some reason. Uh, and then they also lost to the Capitals. We uh, were live during this. This is the first time in a while that there hasn't been an Islanders game live during the podcast. Right, yeah. But uh, we lost to the Capitals. That was during the podcast, uh, which was the first game without Andrews Lee. So I think there's going to be some growing pains there, of course. Right. Uh, and and uh, they had the weird Noah, Noah Dobson, uh, John Gabriel Pajau going on COVID and stuff like that. Right. So, mm-hmm. and then he, I think they came off. I think they got to play in that game. But, you know, first game off, it was all... Oh, a bunch of and and it was and with your first game without your captain, you know, a lot of stuff, which I think 
we'll have to talk trade deadline here coming up because that is our next weigh-in. It will be the will be the trade deadline. But I'm I'm semi interested in what's what the if the Islanders are going to make a move. Hopefully for the Buffalo Sabers Taylor Hall. But we'll talk about that right. coming up. Uh, maybe bring in another bring bring in another guest to talk hockey about that one because you know there's definitely yeah. going to be some people that are definitely targeting trade deadlines. But that being said. Uh, I think, you know, again, a pretty good week. The Islanders are actually second in the NHL in points right now. If you ignore the fact that uh, they've played <laughs> uh, three more games than the team in third and two more games than the team tied for fourth, uh, for the, than the teams, than two more games than, like, the three teams that are tied for fourth. If you ignore right. that, the Islanders are the second-best team in the league right now, so that's pretty cool. Behind, I believe, only the Tampa Bay Lightning, I believe is correct. But Yeah, uh, I think that's right. Which, actually, nice little segue into our Around the League segment. We didn't bring on a guest this week because uh, we're kind of shortening up things so we can be able to get in the weigh-in. You know, the weigh-in's going to take a little extra time, hopefully. And uh, But the uh, Tampa Lightning are uh, starting their surge there in the Central Division. They are now on back on top. Uh, we obviously talked to a Florida Panthers fan two episodes ago. <laughs> we, had our, we had our friend Aaron come on and uh, discuss the Florida Panthers for us, and obviously they've kind of faded a bit. Uh, they were on top of the Central, like, in the middle of the week, and now the Tampa Bay Lightning has surged back to the top of the, top, back to the, top of the Central at 48 points. Yep. Uh, Carolina Hurricanes at 45, Florida Panthers at 44, and all, those, all four of those teams have played 31, which is actually pretty surprising. That's kind of weird because, yeah. like, normally they stagger games even in a regular season. Yeah. And the Chicago Blackhawks are actually kind of fading uh, that fourth team. So it'll be interesting to see who oh, that's too bad. That fourth yeah. team in the Central gets in. Uh, and uh, speaking of divisions getting close, uh, did you see what's happened in the Scotia North division, Owen? Mm. No, I didn't. But I see – I got the stats pulled up here, obviously, because I'm a professional. Right, of course. But of course, uh, I see that the Oilers uh, and the Leafs are now tied. And the Jets are within striking distance with a couple games in hand on the Oilers. And the Canadians are also uh, within striking distance of the Oilers. So that top four uh, looking real spicy. And the Canucks, well, the Canucks aren't really in striking distance. They've got 36 games played. Yeah, but yeah, that yeah. that's a pretty spicy division you got going there. Right. Especially when, uh, when I told you, Truman, that you need to check the goal differentials to find out, you know, like what team's going to win that division. All pretty good-looking goal differentials. Besides the Canucks, of course. Uh, of course. But, yeah, the formerly hottest team in the league, the Ma uh, Toronto Maple Leafs, are uh, currently one of the coldest teams in the league. They've gone 4-6 and six in their last 10. And uh, the Oilers have taken advantage of it. They've gone 7-3 in the last 10. Obviously, they're tied at 42 points. The Oilers have played two more games than the Toronto Maple Leafs. So expect Toronto to probably take it, uh, be you know higher than 42 points by the time they're, they're the the bell sounds on their the horn sounds on their third period of the 34th game, but you know again it's it's nice to see that division kind of tighten up a bit. Toronto was running away with it was hands and hand, hands and heads and shoulders hands hands and feet. That's what I was gonna say. I was gonna say hands and I feet. Did you trying to say heads and feet? I was gonna no. I'm trying to say heads and shoulders above mm. the best team in the league, above everybody else. And now they've uh, fallen back to the 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 lowly bottom feeders down here you know obviously the islanders <laughs> now have four more points than the maple leafs and have only played one more game than them so again nice nice a, a good week you know if you're gonna have a bad week and lose two it's nice to still win two you know it's nice to not compound things and you know turn into a losing streak right 
You just lose two. It's pretty nice. And uh, speaking of losing streaks, Truman. Oh. The Sabers are on a 14 game losing streak. Yeah, that's the worst team in the league. I and again, like I said, I hope they trade Taylor Hall to the Islanders. Obviously, with Andrews Lee out, uh, a nice rental might be might be nice to kind of. Fill that would that be gap. welcome. And some scoring depth that would be added by Taylor Hall would be really nice. But we shall see. There's going to be obviously probably a lot of teams that will be in the thicket for it. Uh, you know, I saw Boston was mentioned. Uh, gosh, somebody else was mentioned. Man, who was it? Maybe the Hurricanes. It was very. Yeah, probably the Canes. I mean, but they're really offensive. They've, you know, they've got. Oh no! It, it was the, it was so. the Leafs. It was the Leafs. It was the Leafs and the uh, Bruins. All teams <laughs> that will probably be interested in Taylor Hall. So we'll see. Uh, obviously, the Islanders probably uh, the less storied of of those three teams. You know, the least appealing option in recent years between yeah. those three teams. But you never know. You never know with a team that's surging like Gallagher's top of the East. You never. You know, but well. And if Buffalo's going to trade him in the division, you'd probably rather trade him to the Islanders than the Bruins. I would, personally. But that's just me. Uh, that being said, I think that about does it for around the league. You got anything else to add here? I mean, you know, I guess we didn't talk about the West at all, but uh, not a ton of interest. I mean, nothing, nothing well, really much well, has changed. Well, I've got, I've got those... stuff about the West here, here in a bit, but... I mean, nothing really much has changed. Those top four that we, you know, keep messaging when we talk about the West Knights, Avalanche, Wild Blues, right? Still, you know, got a strong hold on it. I mean, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, the Kings have, you know, tightened that gap a little bit in between fourth and fifth. Um, we do have a game in hand, but I mean, it just, yeah, the Blues are kind of, you know, dropping a couple as of late. But those top three, Wild Avalanche and Knights, just, you know, very clearly in just way better form. You know, yeah, it's very, seven it's, three and zero over the last ten for the Knights, eight one and one for the Avalanche, seven three and zero for the Wild. And I was, I was about to comment the same better. thing. It's so fun. It's so funny to look at their last ten. You can tell who the best three teams in the division are, because yeah, because like you said, those guys are all above seven wins in their last ten, and the other the other five teams in the conference don't have above four in their last ten. Uh, four, right? And it's you know, but they've all got regular uh, overtime losses, which is nice, I guess. <laughs> I guess, dude. But. Yeah, I think I I think there's not much to talk about in the West. Not much has changed. But yeah, no. I actually will talk about the West here in a bit. But Owen, uh, drop us a little hockey term of the week. All right. So uh, I decided to dip into some fouls today Ooh. to a, a a penalty. Ooh. This one is a minor penalty. Ooh, what does um, a minor penalty mean, Owen? Well, I'll get into that later Ooh. in another episode. Well, you might G- give me a rough overview of it. So a minor penalty is something that isn't like an egregious foul. A major penalty is like uh, something that's like, you know, egregious. Like you can upgrade any of the minor fouls to a major foul with like excessive force. Think of like yellow card versus red card in soccer. Right. And a major is two minutes minor. Or like minor is two minutes, major is five minutes. Yes, exactly. And so the, the penalty I'm talking about today is slashing. So slashing, you can you can stick, uh, you can kind of like bump other players' sticks out of the way in hockey. But what you cannot do is use all of your force on their stick to to chop at it or chop at a player. So slashing is the act of a player swinging his stick at an opponent, whether contact is made or not. So you can actually get a slashing penalty if you take a swing at somebody and miss, as long as the referee is determined that it is uh, serious enough to be called. And uh, a rule that's making some kind of 
waves in hockey right now is about slashing is that if you break the opponent's stick with while hitting it, that is considered slashing. Even if the player has almost all the way broken their stick on a shot, which happens sometimes, happens and you go to bump their stick and it breaks, you'll get called for slashing, yeah. which kind of sucks. It's kind of lame, but that is the rule. Yeah. So that's my hockey term of the week, slashing. Right. If you're ever looking for an egregious example of slashing, uh, for all you Letterkenny fans out there, I think it's episode, I think it's season seven. I don't know. They're going through the uh, the they're playing for the natives and they're going through the tournament, the big tournament, and the, in the championship game they're playing against that uh, former like uh, pro hockey player, and uh, Shorzy uh, lifts his stick and absolutely three sixty turns and hits him right in the back of the kneecaps with his stick and knocks him on the ground and knocks him out of the game. That is slashing for anybody wondering. That is a major <laughs> that sometimes majors get you kicked out. Sometimes they don't. Uh, but that would be a major that would get you kicked out of the game because you purposefully hurt that person by hitting them in the back of the kneecaps with a stick. Yep. You know, I don't know. I, I've never been hit by a hockey stick. I don't know if I've ever really held a hockey stick, but I have to guess it, probably not nice to get hit by. It probably hurts. Tear it some hurts. Or fuck up some knees. If you hit them in the back of the knee. Or the front of the knee, which is why there is the rules to protect it, because you're just swinging a big old stick at people. So slashing can confirm that it hurts. Can confirm. Interesting. Uh, that's a story, you know, probably for the for another day. Maybe an X-rated. Dom, <laughs> that's true. Uh, no, no <laughs> X-rated. But <laughs> that being said, that will move on to uh, Steen's hot hockey team of the week. Oh no, I didn't change it. Oh no, it's the same on the PowerPoint. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, while the visual viewers are seeing hockey strategy is actually teams uh, Steen's hot hockey team of the week. And this week, the hot hockey team of the week is the Colorado Avalanche. I promised that I wasn't that I know I know that we didn't talk about the West, and I kept on saying that we were going to talk about the West coming up. And here it is: the Colorado Avalanche are uh, my hot team of the week. They're actually the best team in the league for their uh, last ten. There's only two teams in the league, or three teams in the league that have won eight of their last ten, and uh, it's actually. Can, can you guess who the other two are, Owen? It's Colorado Avalanche. Can you guess the other two without looking uh, at it? I, looking I actually it? can because I accidentally looked at it. Oh, but I know that one of the other ones is the Islanders. And then uh, the last one, oh, gosh, I just looked at it because I'm a, like a cheater because I'm, I'm cheating. Yes. Uh, is it, I don't know. Is it the Leafs? I don't know. I don't remember no, anymore. it's actually – uh, the Washington Capitals. That's the funniest. Oh, thing. That's right, is the that's Washington right. Capitals and the New York Islanders are both eight and two over their last ten, uh, but neither of them have as big of a win streak or uh, as few losses. Uh, the Avalanche are eight one and one, and they've yep. won seven games. So they're on at least a uh, you know fourteen fourteen point game or fourteen points in a row, maybe fifteen, depending on where you're at, depending on yep. where that loss was. I'm not totally sure, actually. Right. Pull it up, but uh, and these losses and these wins haven't been against bad teams. They've actually beat uh one of our favorite teams that that we've talked about lately. Uh, in the last week, they beat the the Wild twice. The Minnesota Wild. They beat them five one wow. and six zero. Jeez, that'll help the goal differential, eh? And you know, obviously, oh, sure. wins against the Ducks, Knights, uh, the Knights twice, and the Coyotes kind of prop you up a bit there. You mean the Kings? 
What did I say? The Knights? Yeah, I meant the Kings. Shit. Sorry. I was like, holy shit, they beat the Knights <laughs> no, twice no, and the Wild twice? No, oh, my no, no, gosh. No, sorry, sorry, sorry. They beat, they beat the Kings twice. Uh, it actually is just a seven-game win streak uh, and seven-game point streak for 14 points because they lost to the Coyotes in regulation before they went on this run. But if you're gonna if you're gonna lose the coyotes, you might coyotes, you might as well go on a seven game winning streak right afterwards. Uh, so yeah, my team of the week, the Colorado Avalanche. Not only are they hot, they're blowing teams out. Uh, have won by at least three <laughs> their last five games: four one eight four five one six zero oh, five one. That yeah, so is Truman, if I'm not mis, oh wait, no, they're not. I was gonna say they're one of the highest scoring teams in hockey. And then I looked at the Central Division, where all of those teams just slammed the puck into the back of the net. So right, which is very, very odd. Yeah, but uh, I mean that. But I don't. But see, that's a weird thing because I always think of, of Tampa Bay's goaltender. I always, you know, as we talked about it at the beginning of the season, Vasilevsky. Uh, Vasilevsky. Vaz, Man, I Vasilevsky. Damn it! I should have stuck with it. Uh, is a great goaltender, but uh, well, and I guess, <laughs> I guess the Tampa Bay Lightning are tied for uh third lowest goals allowed in the in the league this year uh who are they tied with owen do you know did you well, look at the islanders tied with the actually, islanders yeah. yes but yeah did you see that the bruins actually have the least goals allowed 66 yeah. tied with the avalanche yes and the golden knights are at 67 so yeah again uh and just like and again the colorado avalanche just a great uh not allowing many goals right now and they're they're playing great so there you go <laughs> i got called a fool in the chat thanks chat unlucky so yeah the colorado avalanche are my hot hockey team of the week and they are cruising well owen i believe it's time it's time for uh Uh-oh. for everyone in the world to know how much you probably whooped up on me after <laughs> just based on everything that i've heard it is time for dom that's the biggest truser way in number one uh again the dates on that would have been uh the first one is of course today march 23rd we are doing this to celebrate Owen's birthday. That's right. So this way in means that Owen can actually celebrate his birthday this weekend. I assume yes, there'll be uh, nice meals. I think there's a, a date coming up. And there's then, a, uh, there's a date. There's then, a date you know, on uh, on Thursday. Knowing knowing our discords, uh, you know. By the way, if you're ever watching on oh, Twitch, uh, exclamation yeah. point Discord. Uh, there will probably be some uh, celebratory drinking this weekend. To, on uh, Friday? Oh, for sure, bro. We're balling. Yeah, and you I best got, believe there's gonna be some sky noon. Yeah, and I got I got projects in the middle this week, so uh, you know, man, I'm I'm also ready ready for Friday. There you go. I'll, yeah, yeah. I'll make we're sure, gonna, we're I'll gonna make have sure a big celebration, a big old celebration <laughs> on Friday. And uh, so yeah, there's definitely gonna be some drinking. Definitely, I'm about definitely it. some uh, probably good meals. I assume Owen's family is one of those where uh, oh like yeah, mom yeah, cooks yeah. a good meal, cooks your favorite meal on your birthday or something. You guys yeah, we out. used to we used to do go to a restaurant. But then uh, my youngest brother was born, and that brings the kid total to four and the family total to six. Oh. So going out to a nice place for a birthday, a little bit expensive. So, but nice. my mom's a good cook. So I'm going with a roast beef, mashed potatoes, and gravy because my mom makes some kick-ass gravy. Roast beef, very interesting. Dude, hey, you're uh, not she a makes fan of some Arby's? killer you shit roast on beef. Arby's constantly. That's crazy. I don't shit on Arby's. Relax. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, <laughs> As a family, as, as somebody who had three siblings and also came from a family of six, I understand. I get it. <laughs> Especially when two of those come at the same time. That's Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that being said, speaking of eating. Uh, <laughs> so here's here's a story I want to tell you before we go into this. Uh, I was like looking great. I mean, a week ago, I was at my number, right? I was at the number right. that I'm about to tell you right now anyways. 
And then the weirdest thing happened on, I think it was Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, so I went hiking on Saturday, right? Yeah. Uh, but the weirdest thing happened. So like we drank on Friday and sure. I gained like a pound or two and I was like, that's okay. there. I ate like a bunch of pizza. It was, you know, you know, drinking, you know how it goes. Yeah. Sometimes I pizza. Uh, and I woke up the next morning and I was the thirstiest I've ever been in my life. Literally. <laughs> I downed like uh, the Gatorade bottle. I don't know. You can see it on my bed. My bed's like, yeah, I know your Gatorade bottle. You're talking about there. Uh, but I woke up and literally slammed basically an entire Gatorade bottle. It's a 32 ounce bottle of water. I basically drank the whole thing because it was just okay. so dry. My mouth was the driest it's ever been. And I wow. had to continue. Like I was thirsty throughout the day. I'm telling Damn. you, I drank four to five bottles of water of 32 <laughs> well, I mean, ounce that... bottles. Of, no, 32 ounce oh, bottles shit. of water. I mean, 32 ounce. I was like, I was like, yeah, that's about healthy. Right. And then you said the word 32. And I don't know the weight in fluid ounces. Hold on. Water, fluid ounce. That's like several pounds of water. Right. Uh, in ounces. Give me the ounces. <laughs> I'm American. <laughs> Yeah, so it's basically a one to one. So I drank essentially eight to ten pounds of water on Saturday. <laughs> Holy shit. I mean, I tell I tell you, I woke up and by the time I was going to bed, I had gained seven pounds in the day. Wait, you, you you didn't you didn't pee at all? Like no, <laughs> I just retained it. Right, which is insane. I'm telling you, I was I was at this number, and then I went to above my weight that I started at. <laughs> by like two pounds so i was so, like yeah, we, i was like dude i'm i'm at I'm, I'm at this number i'm gonna be fucking i'm dunking on them dude i'm gonna be so much further than i wanted to be and holy shit was i wrong i mean it was insane because on saturday literally all i did was drink water and then i had like like a 700 calorie breakfast or lunch because i didn't wake up until like noon because drinking right and then i had like seafood, seafood boil for for dinner and i had like a pound yeah. of shrimp which is about yeah, it's not very big no, it's, no, it's not no, it's and it's it's a pound, you know, and it's a pound of like at catch weight. So even the food that I ate wasn't even a pound because I also got some hush right. puppies. Again, it wasn't the healthiest day, but I was like, maybe I'll weigh like a pound or two more. And yeah, the next day I woke up, I was still like over where we started. It was insane. I mean, it, that's it, bizarre. It, and then so in the in the in the next couple days. Let's say I was a percent over Yeah. on, like, waking up on, like, Sunday morning. Yeah, sure. And today is Tuesday, and yeah. I'm happy to say I am down to 2.1% under. Dude, which, which nice. is Which is all right. But, again, it was just a bizarre – I can't tell you how frustrated and, – and that's one of those things where we talk about healthy living and, and not looking at the numbers and things like that and why we do right. things by percentages. It's because at the end of the day, that, like – being upset about being that weight at that time is dumb because right it's I, literally just, salt. I just drank so much fucking water the literal water weight <laughs> i'm telling you yesterday i peed so many times i was in the office <laughs> and i literally felt like like i went through uh i don't know if my have my water bottle that i've been drinking out of well, no but i mean it's a liter bottle and i drank i think yeah. one liter of water at work which is all right it's not you know right a liter right. liter and a half yesterday and I'll tell you, like, literally every time I drank, like, a fourth of a liter, I had to go use the bathroom. And I was definitely 
definitely just getting out. My body just needed that water and then needed to get everything out. And now we're back to normal. But uh, will I drink gin ever again? I don't know. We'll see. That was just a weird after after effect the next morning because I wasn't like hungover. It was just right. weird. So yeah, two point one percent. Two point one percent is my fun, is my number. Again, I nice thought man. it was going to be better. I thought we were going to be at two and a half to three percent. I was like, dude, oh, oh, I, I could cruise. I can cruise that number. I mean, it's just a week, you know. And then and then Saturday happened. So I'm happy, but I'm happy to be at two point one percent. Yeah, man. That's uh, you know, when you said that you had a story to tell me about, like you know why you're at, you know. Wh- the number you were at, I'm like, oh, he's gonna make some stupid ass excuse. That is like the only excuse that I'll ever hear. That's like, wow, yeah, I agree with eight, you. That's bullshit. eight pounds of water. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> Jesus Christ, so much water. I've never been that thirsty for a day in my life. I don't know what happened. That's pretty incredible. But, yeah. All right, so yeah, I don't have away. anything Blow quite like that. I've been, I've been, uh, really maintaining my healthy lunch. Mm-hmm. Like, then that's always like. That's a lot of the reason why I'm at the weight I am right now is because over the last year, uh, year and a half, working at PRA then at the hospital, yeah. Um, I, as you know, Truman, as you well know, I'm not a morning person, and it's diff- kind of difficult for me to wake up in the morning. Sure. And sure. so a lot of the times I'll get up, shower, then and I would go just straight to work or straight straight to class at the hospital, mm-hmm. and then of course I'd buy lunch or I'd you know eat at the hospital cafeteria. Newsflash: hospital cafeteria and. Uh, Oh gosh, what was it? A uh, Freddy's? Not healthy, <laughs> not healthy lunches. No, if if you didn't know. Yeah. Um. So that's a lot of the reason uh, why I am the weight that I am. And as you know, I've you know started refereeing again, and then just basically totally cut out uh, unhealthy fast food. I you know once every like two or so weeks, I'll I'll wake up too late and go get like a a a burrito bowl from Chipotle. But out of all the options that, to have a, a lunch, that's not the worst for sure. No. Um, so yeah, I'm happy to say that at Truman, I'm actually down three and a half percent. Nice. That's nice. That's yeah. good. That's a good percent. That's good. Yeah. The thing is though, that I don't know how many more percents I have left <laughs> before yeah, I, I'm going to start going in the negative. I think uh, uh, running the quick math, I think that's almost a similar amount of pounds just about probably cause I was about, you know, uh, you know, but, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, but I mean that's great. That's a great, that's a great roll. That's a great, great going for you. It's a great start yeah. for sure. Dude, we had a good start. This is a great start. Now we're onto the onto the second onto the second quarter for you. Football second leg. Uh, and I think the big push. The second quarter actually comes fairly quick. Where uh, I double checked it today. The uh, the trade deadline is our next weigh-in, which is April twelfth. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So quick turnaround. Fairly quick turnaround. Yeah, which means that we're weighing again in three weeks. So. Again, I think we'll be shooting for probably 2% again. Yeah. And then I think it's the start of the playoffs is the one after that, and I think that's going to be the big push. Yeah, that's a, that's a long one. Yeah, I think I think you I, – I think if you're at, you know, 3.5 right now, I think if you're shooting for 6 or 5% by – Yeah, probably, probably 5%, overall. 5%. Oh, I thought you meant by the end of the second quarter. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how many how many Maybe. more percents I can lose past yeah, <laughs> past right. where I'm at right, right. now, honestly. And, and at the end of the day, you know, it, it's about healthy living. It, it ain't it ain't mm-hmm. all about the numbers. It's about you know feeling better, looking better. Uh, yeah. Mostly just feeling better. I mean, even looking. Oh, better for sure. Really matter. You know, I love you for what's inside, Owen. <laughs> I do this show. With I love you, you too, buddy. Your, don't uh, worry. Sports knowledge. Not your. Uh, <laughs> you know, 
because everybody knows I'm the beauty on this show. But everyone knows that's it's facts. Yeah, uh, a great start. Not a, not a, a bad great start, start there, for buddy. either of us. And then uh, you know I'm ready. To, I'm ready to keep it rolling. Uh, New Mexico is supposed to get a little bit of snow this week, like tomorrow, and then it's supposed to be back up to the 60s by the weekend. Or oh, and nice. Then, and then the 70s by next week. So I'm. T- I mean, we're. I'm about to hit the grind. Honestly, I'm gonna shoot. I'm gonna shoot big. I'm gonna aim for five percent by in, in the next three weeks. So we'll see if we can go about yeah. a percent a week. Not terrible, but you know, make a real good push here. There you go. And I'll. And honestly, I think once I if if I get to that five percent, I think what I could do in that third quarter is like mm-hmm. a Chiefs level of. We might see a Ooh. Chiefs where the other team doesn't score any per- any percents, and you know, yeah, I don't, I don't I'm know. putting up seven percent, fourteen. No, but but yeah, uh, I love it. Great start, great job, bud. There you go, man. Uh, I'll gift you a sub once the show's over for beating me in this first quarter. All right, but fair enough. That being said, uh, we need to keep it rolling, and I actually wanted to talk a little bit about March Madness, Owen. Ooh. Um, okay. Obviously, we are in March, and uh, our last two topics of the day is going to uh, be uh, – oh, shoot. I, I, I just realized that I left it titled as, as uh, NFL Free Agency, but if you didn't understand that I was talking about March Madness uh, – No, yeah, I got you. Don't worry. On, based on the questions I put under it, underneath it. But uh, so we're talking March Madness. Owen, uh, let's start with kind of what everybody always talks about. Who are you surprised is still in the tournament right now? As we're as we're coming up on the Sweet 16, and uh-huh. who are you surprised is out of the tournament right now? Uh, definitely surprised that UCLA is still in the tournament. Um, you know, we saw it all over Twitter. Texas chose an absolutely awful time to play their worst game of the season against an equally bad uh, Abilene Christian. Oh uh, funnily enough, Truman, did you know that Abilene Christian is one of the most winning programs in the in the nation in terms of national championships? In D2, of course. But, oh, oh. Um, so, oh, did they just yeah. make the move up recently? Yeah, ACU, uh, it's not too recently, but uh, ACU actually is one of the most winning programs in the in the nation in terms of national championship wins. But, yeah, Texas played an awful game against them. You know, I thought Texas had a chance to legitimately challenge for the title this year if they played like the Texas that we saw during the regular season. Mm-hmm. But they just chose the worst possible time to play their worst game of the year. Um, and that's why I'm surprised UCLA is where it's at. Everybody else, uh, not that surprised. Maybe I'm a little bit surprised that I was there instead of Oregon, but we always knew that Iowa was really Luca Garza heavy. Um, you know, maybe, maybe I'm a little bit surprised that Virginia's there, you know, de- definitely didn't expect them to lose to Ohio, but Virginia is always kind of on that fraud watch cause they never score any points. Sure. Sure. Um, but other than that, not too surprised. Uh, not surprised that Ohio State wasn't actually good. Um, not surprised that Wisconsin didn't beat Baylor. Not surprised that Purdue wasn't that good. All, I'm really just not surprised that all these Big Ten teams aren't that good. I've n- never, I never respect the Big Ten in in terms of basketball. They're always overhyped because they have 16 teams. Oh, but Ken so Palm loved means, them this year. I was, I mean, I don't care if Ken Palm likes it when they when they beat. You know, gosh, uh, I know, I know. Michigan State. I don't, I don't care. It's their their conference is so big, just like the ACC, that you can never trust their ratings because they have so many teams that they can have garbage. Yeah. Um, Michigan State also but, lost to UCLA. Fun fact. Yeah. So I mean, 
but yeah, this is the year of the Pac-12 apparently. Pac-12 smacking everybody around. Yeah, I'm a. It's kind of a cheater answer uh, on who your surprise is still in. Uh, I was just gonna say the Pac-12. It's it's absolutely shocking that the Big 12 and the Big 10 only have one team left each, which is insane uh-huh. compared to the four teams still in the Pac-12. Although, I will say that two of those teams play each other. I believe it's Oregon and UCLA play each other still. Is that is that who's that first round matchup is against? Uh, Oregon State plays Loyola. Yeah, Oregon State has to play Loyola. USC gets to play. Oh gosh, who be? Uh, USC plays Oregon. That's the Pac-12 matchup. Does USC play Oregon? Yep. Oh, so yeah, so so you'll lose it. You'll lose a Pac-12 team there, obviously. Uh, even though here's what's crazy to say that even at uh you know obviously one big 10 team one big 12 team and four pack 12 teams uh i'd be willing to bet you money that a big 12 team or a big 10 team is going to make the final four and a pack <laughs> yeah for sure so for sure. we can you know it's very surprising right now but you know we could see the pack 12 be out <laughs> i guess we could see the pack 12 be down to one team very easily yeah. by I don't by yeah, this Truman, by the elite eight. Segueing us into the next topic, uh, I don't have a Pac-12 team in my Final Four. I also don't. Yeah, we're, let's talk. Let's talk Final Four zone. Who's your out of out of the out of the sixteen teams remaining? I think so, I think this is actually fairly easy. But I've got three. I've got a spicy one on there. Oh, but I I got I think three are slam dunks. Okay. Uh, and you might argue with me on the third. So the two obvious ones are Zaga Baylor. Yeah, I think I uh, think the Zags are I think the Zags are slam dunk. Gonzaga look like the best college basketball team like in history right now. Right. And they don't have to play a bubble five seed remaining. Right. Uh, they only have to face Creighton, USC, or Oregon. Uh, and I then mean, they I've have to got, face Creighton uh, and then USC or Oregon, whichever team there. I would like I I'm I'm guessing we're gonna see USC, honestly, in the Elite Eight there. And I think Gonzaga's got right. I, I think they, and then I've got uh I've got so I've got Gonzaga, I've got Baylor. Um, I think they can clean up Villanova and then uh, and then beat uh, Oral Roberts or Arkansas. I'd love to see Oral Roberts win again. That'd be a lot of fun. But Arkansas looks pretty good um, beating a good Texas Tech team. Mm-hmm. So I've got Baylor cruising in there. Then I've got Alabama, which I think it might be a little bit of an outside shot, but they're really hot right now, and yeah. I think they can beat Michigan. Uh, by the way, Truman, if Alabama wins the national title, they'll be the first team to ever win football and basketball in the same year. That's not true. Or one of a couple. One of a couple. Florida Florida did it a few years, uh, like 2006, 2007, somewhere in there. Oh, geez, before I was, like, sentient? Okay, that's yeah. fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And then for my fourth team, Truman, I've got Loyola. I mean, I don't hate it. That's a That's a weird region right now. I mean, that's one of those where – yeah, yeah, I guess I guess region. there's obviously there's still a high seed remaining, but uh, you know in Houston. But I don't you know as much as you say that I don't hate that pick. I was actually going to say uh, I mentioned this. I was I actually forgot to mention this. I wrote this down. But uh, everybody's always the story's always going to be Loyola. It's or Loyola's like the new Butler. You remember when Butler went or or VCU? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very similar teams where those teams were nothing you know for so long and then they had that one team that goes on the run and then they have another team that is still low and then also goes on a run and then they start ranking them where they should rank them in the in the fours right. and the fives and loyola went to the final four and they're an 11 seed that year again when yep. they beat k-state and then they're an eight seed this year and 
But from here on out, when they win the Missouri Valley Conference and go, you know, undefeated or like two or three losses like Loyola had, they'll be a four or a five seed, very similar to yeah. VCU. So the net ranking, Truman, I believe, had them number eight. Yeah, yeah, or Ken, I know Ken Palm had them high too. Uh, but you get overlooked, you know, you're a low, you know, you, they think you're an outlier. Uh, but obviously they proved against Illinois. They handled Illinois and they oh, looked yeah. good. Uh, one of the best guards in the country. They, they just, they just wow. dominated them. And one of the best centers. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I like Loyal to move on against Oregon state. I have Houston in the final four. I will say that, uh, three of my final four teams are remaining still, which I'm happy about. Uh, oh, in your pick'em bracket? Yeah, yeah, there you go. In my original bracket, I had Gonzaga, Alabama, uh, Houston, and Purdue. Purdue was really upset. Purdue was the one that I thought was going to – because I thought Baylor was going to lose. I thought Baylor was going to lose uh, – actually, I thought they were going to lose in the Sweet 16, and they very well might still lose to Villanova. I mean, if this Villanova team shoots 13 no, threes again, you never know what, what can happen. And Right. But – uh, if that Baylor team recedes back into who they were towards the end of the regular season or the conference tournaments and stuff like that, you could certainly see them falter. But uh, I like, you know, the more that I see them play, the more I like how Baylor looks. And mm-hmm. I wouldn't be shocked if they take care of I, I wouldn't be shocked if that game comes out one way or the other. But, yeah, that Arkansas team looks good. How fun would it be to see Oral Roberts beat Arkansas, though? Oh, that would be so much fun. Be the first 15 seed to ever make the Elite Eight. The they're the second 15 seed, and I know we did this earlier. You you know who the the other 15 seed to make the Sweet 16 was, correct? Oh yes, sir. Dunk City. Dunk City. That'd be Florida Gulf Coast. Florida Gulf Coast. Yes, and uh, so yeah, so my Elite Eight actually is probably. I'm gonna stick with it. I'm gonna stick with my original picks. I'm gonna go Houston, uh, Gonzaga, Alabama, and then I'm gonna pick Nova. I'm gonna be weird about it. Um, that's that's gonna be my weird one. I'm gonna. I think you've got to have something. Uh, but it could be one of those years where everybody thinks, "Oh wow, what a crazy year!" This and this happens a lot. Is during oh, the first sure. two rounds, everybody goes, "Dude, this is crazy. What the hell happened?" And then you get to the final four and you look up and it's a bunch of ones and twos and you're like, "What the? Oh, I guess we're fine." <laughs> Which very well might happen. You know, I mean, again, if sure. if Baylor can hold on, uh, you know, Gonzaga's probably in. They're a one seed. Uh, oh, I sure. think I think Michigan and Alabama. I think Alabama has an easy game against UCLA. Florida State looks good, but I think Michigan holds holds them. You're looking at yeah. Michigan versus Alabama to go to the Final Four, which is a one versus a two. Uh, in in the South region, you could have a one versus a three if things get taken care of business. Where you have Baylor versus Arkansas, and yeah, Baylor move on again. And uh, in the Midwest, you know, if Houston Houston can take care of Syracuse, and uh, you know, Loyola or Oregon State, you know, obviously they're lower seeds than houston still so it certainly could happen where you're where we look up here and we're all ones and twos and we're like well this was i guess a boring year like but uh but yeah i I, i'm proud of myself that after the sweet 16 three of my final four teams are still alive i'm happy about that except my runner-up to the national title is dead so that sucks oh no you had him in the championship game what are you doing well i had purdue versus houston and i was like well fuck it take purdue i was high on the big 10 high on the big 10 but not high enough to pick another big 10 team in my final as you know (laughs) the one final remaining big 10 team is a is a one seed i picked the one one seed to go the elite eight so actually i had both those big 10 teams i had three big team 10 four big 10 teams in my elite eight and those I, I I only have four Elite Eight people remaining, but I still have three in my final four. So, you know. There you go. You know. There you go. 
L- lemon meat lemonade. Uh, yeah, I like it. Not terrible. Uh, that being said, let's uh kind of wrap up. I guess that wraps us up for the sports stuff. Uh, there you go. We're gonna do our top ten and our pop culture minute. Um, and well, top I guess five? it top five. Sorry, and I guess uh top five doesn't really uh get away from the sports stuff. Owen, I want to know what's your top five favorite things about March Madness. Okay, so at number five, I've got the March Madness theme. I absolutely love that music. It's super great. Yeah, I mean, not much more to say about that. It's a great theme. Number four is the announcers. They get all the best announcers, so I don't have to hear the garbage ESPN Plus announcing anymore. I get to hear top-level talent commenting the games. Oh, yeah. Jim Nance. A shout-out to Jim Nance, by the way. Oh, the, the man can sure. go from golf to football to basketball like seamless. It's, I mean, it's incredible. Yeah, same with Very Gus, impressive. Gus Johnson. I don't think Gus Johnson announces any of this, but obviously Gus Johnson doesn't do golf. It would be kind of annoying to listen to Gus Johnson do golf. <laughs> but uh, he does. He is he again also a lot of fun. For sure. Uh, number three, um, man, I don't know. It's just hype to see all these important games in a row. So that's yeah. my number three, just like mm-hmm. basketball games that actually matter and, and, you know, it's time for the games to matter. Yeah. Uh, number two, I got the uh, KU losing way earlier than they should. Uh, Love, it. That's, Love it always, too. That's what I have on number two. No um, team waste high seeds like KU, baby. Uh, probably the worst uh, school in the country to have a number one overall seed. You can expect them not to make the final four. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've only made the final four as the number one overall seed once out of eight total times under Bill Self pretty hilarious to be honest yeah um and number one of course is the cinderella stories you gotta love it you gotta love watching you know abilene christian uh oh roberts you know you know even oregon state first uh first win since 1984 yeah uh can you name the uh the one team truman that has never won an ncaa tournament game nebraska Nebraska. Yep. <laughs> Garbage. That's crazy. That's a crazy stat. The only it power five. The only power five team to never win it. Okay, right. I mean, because like, there's obviously, teams like that got upgraded to the division one. You know, three. I mean, ago. obviously, Coppin State hasn't won a, a right. tournament game. I don't think. Right. Yeah. But Norfolk I mean, State has. <laughs> they sure have Truman. So has LaSalle. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 <laughs> but yeah, that's my top five. I like it. So uh, the theme, the announcing, just the general conglomeration of good college basketball, Mm -hmm. uh, KU losing before they should, Mm -hmm. and the Cinderella stories. That's my top five. I like it. I like it. Uh, That brings me to my top five. Uh, And at number five, I've got a little interesting one. I I just said the overall feel. And I said slash not paying attention to work. I mean, during March, normally it's on Thursday, Friday. And uh, I'll tell you what, you know, like uh, in construction, they always had it. They always had a running joke when I worked for uh, the road construction company. Or I think even as a general laborer, it was, uh, you know what they call Friday, Owen? What do they call Friday? Fuck off Friday. Fuck around Friday. <laughs> uh, you know, always, you know, you kind of, you dicked around a bit on Friday. And I'll tell you Perfect. what, man, Thursdays and Fridays normally, and now Fridays and Mondays, psh, psh, definitely watching a lot of college basketball. Well, not watching. I guess I'm following along. I've actually been in the office Understand. Uh, during March Madness. It's crazy. but uh, And I'm a great worker. Uh, you know, just make sure anybody listening knows. Uh, but, you know, just, but, uh, yeah. So the overall feel, 
is just great. And even if you go to For the sure. March Madness site, the f- the funniest part is the uh, the boss button <laughs> that you can hit. And uh, oh, yeah. normally it brings up like random spreadsheets. And right now it brings up Zoom calls with all the mascots from college basketball, which is pretty funny. <laughs> or a lot of the mascots, I guess. But yeah. Uh, so yeah, just the overall feel, just the aura of March. Just knowing that the basketball is coming and, you know, everybody. It's one of those things that like, it's like the Super Bowl. Everybody kind of knows what's going on during it. It isn't like the True. World Series where there's literally people who couldn't care less about the World Series. And there's people who couldn't care less about the NBA Finals or the Stanley Cup Finals. But March Madness and the Super Bowl are something that people always know about. Almost everybody can tell you who's playing. but like, And everybody can tell you when March Madness is going on. And, you know, people that don't watch sports will make brackets. It's always a lot of fun. Number four is something I got to experience uh, while playing in the band. And uh, not everybody gets to do this, but traveling for the games. I'll yeah, tell you what. Sure. As, as fun as that atmosphere is, you know, watching all day or uh, hanging out at home. and Oh, my. It's so fun to go on the trips, be there. Uh, I We had the fun experience of uh, chat, chit-chatting with the Virginia players right before they had the biggest upset in NCAA tournament history happen to them. Oh, gosh. Because, as you know, K-State got to play the 16-seed UMBC. The first, they, ever, the first six, they were the first team to ever beat a 16-seed in the round of 32 because it was the only 16-seed to ever go. But, yeah, we were, we were getting ready to play, or we were playing during the game. We were playing during our game in Virginia, uh, and the players will come out and sit next to the band. There's, like, two things so that they can kind of hot-swap bands in and out without having to wait and have a big cluster. Uh but the Virginia players came and sat down next to us, and they were actually talking to them, and and then the biggest upset of all time happened. It was very fun. Did you say that was like actually really cool? Yeah, I, I, yeah, they're yeah. I think I think the tubas were really talking. I think the tubas were the closest to them. Uh, we're talking a lot to them, but yeah, we got you know, we got to overhear some stuff and you know talk a little bit too, and it was a lot of fun going on. Uh, but yeah, they were they were they were chill. But and then they had the biggest upset of all time. So maybe maybe <laughs> you need to be a little tight. Uh, <laughs> number three, going to the bars and just wasting a day. You know, that like first, like Saturday and Sunday oh. and Friday, I mean, Friday when you're off work, you just head and there's still seven, ba- six basketball games on or whatever. And that Saturday right. that you spend watching the round of 32 and there's still a bunch of upsets and there's just, mwah, just wasting yeah. a day of your weekend sports, nonstop betting, nonstop. It's fantastic. I love yeah, it. It's totally. a great feel. Uh, number two are the Cinderella's. I, I mean, you know. Who doesn't love a good Cinderella story? I mean, Syracuse, uh, Oral Roberts, uh, Loyola, Chicago, uh, Oregon State. You know, a lot of fun. A lot of fun happening this year for the Cinderellas. I'm worried that we're going to hit midnight by the time we hit the Final Four. And we're not going to see a ton of those. uh, But, you know, like if Oral Roberts could go to the Finals, I mean, go to the Final Four, that'd be incredible. They'd be the the biggest Cinderella story of all time. Yeah. I think the lowest. Well, I don't know. Texas Western was kind of. Texas Western is kind of a big. Right, but I think the lowest seed to ever make it's like a thirteen, right? To the final four? Yeah. Oh, uh, I think it was twelve with UConn, right? No, UConn can't be a twelve seed. Well, I, I wasn't. Been, but I, wasn't UConn Butler like twelve versus five? Oh, it might have just been Butler. Yeah, but UConn was like the five seed that year, which was also oh. one of the worst basketball games I've ever had to watch in the national. Yeah, I actually didn't watch that national championship game, yeah. but I remember because I didn't really care about sports that much in middle right. school. But I remember my mom telling me that it was the worst basketball game she'd ever watched. They scored like forty points in the first in the first half. It was like twenty to 
like 16. It was awful. Yeah, she. I, I, I remember my mom saying, yeah, one team would go down and miss, and then the other team would go down and miss. <laughs> it, was like... it was terrible. Uh, and number one, buzzer beaters. Oh, mm. We haven't had a ton this year. We've had a lot of actually just like fouls towards the end, and then right. a team gets to shoot or whatever. Texas, a great example, blew it. Texas fouled. Got a rebound. One second left. And I mean, he, and if you watch it, he fouled him. He slapped his arm. You know, it right. was one of those things. Well, let the kids play. Well, sort of. Unless he does that. But uh, I love me a good buzzer beater. Uh, especially, I think, in the dorms. What was that sophomore year when Villanova hit that oh, three? Yeah. No, no, no. That was freshman year. I'm thinking, I think we were still in 213 instead of 215. And we were sitting there on the futon. Or the, was it a futon? Did we have a futon? No, I think we just had chairs watching the game on the tv i remember like all four of us that was the first time my yeah. roommate at the time had a beer first time he had ever, ever had a beer was during that championship game he was like I'll good never first time a-. yeah and he was like and we like somebody brought boulevards in uh i guess they can't get in, get in trouble for drinking during the dorms anymore we were all 21 of course freshman year uh yeah, obviously and he was like yeah I'll, i've never had a beer and we're like damn that's crazy and he's like but i don't really want one so we're like okay we'll never pressure you into drinking then and then somebody brought Boulevards in to watch the national championship game. He's like, hey, can I snag one of those? <laughs> we're like, yeah, dude, we'll let you snag one. So, but, uh, yeah, and Villanova hitting that buzzer beater, I remember just going crazy. And I remember, like, yeah, that's wild. I remember us being like, whoa. And, like, I remember, like, because we're all college kids, so we're all, nobody has cable. So we're all watching on stream. So then, like, people downstairs, like, watched it, like, 30 seconds later or 30 seconds before, but we didn't hear them or did, but like, I think somebody heard us and it was like, Oh shit. <laughs> and they thought that because right before that UNC hit the three. And I think we were like, Oh my God. And then Villanova goes in. They were like, Oh my God. It's the best, right. probably the best ending to a college basketball game of all time. But yeah, I don't know. Christian Leitner might have a couple things to say to you, but um, no, no way, dude. The UNC hitting that three to tie it in the national championship game, and then Villanova going down and hitting the three at the buzzer to win it—hard to beat. That's hard to beat. It's pretty crazy. Uh, Christian Leitner, great shot, but maybe not the greatest ending because you know because he didn't have because that three ball and then another three ball with right. You know, that sequence is pretty crazy. Yeah, but that being said, so the overall field number five. Traveling for the game number four, going to the bars and waste slash wasting a day, or going to the bars and wasting a day number three, Cinderellas number two, and buzzer beaters number one. Pretty solid list there, young man. Yep, and that'll bring us into uh, that'll wrap it up for the normal show stuff. Obviously, we'll do our pop culture minute, but before we do that, Owen, where could we find you at, bud? You can find me at Twitch at Twitch on Twitch and Twitter at domination seven that's d-a-h-m-i-n-a-t-i-o-n seven nice yeah and you uh you stream sporadically you stream a little more frequently on the weekends probably i think you're very similar to me and that we both stream Mm -hmm. a little more on the weekends because we are working men that's Uh, that's true we got to do something to support this podcasting hobby by the way uh sponsor us (laughs) but uh yeah uh and i am uh i'm truman steen i've been on twitch.tv slash steam machine that's s-t-e-e-h-n-m-a-c-h-i-n-e twitter by the same name uh i'm private right now so i'll have to accept your follow request but i am private right now but you be welcome to follow me i post a lot about the twitch uh going live on that and i don't know if you add me on snapchat i also post about it and uh follow me on tiktok also i guess i post some stream highlights 
And of course, we do uh, our Grub Buds podcast where we eat new and exciting fast food items and talk about weird news on Mondays at 7.45 p.m. Central Time on twitch.tv slash Machine. And of course, we do Dom That's True every Tuesday night, 7.30 p.m. Central Time, twitch.tv slash Machine, twitch.tv slash Domination7. Or true. if you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or looking to listen to it, you can listen to it on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Uh, kind of wherever you find your podcast, just search for uh, Dom. That's true, and the same for Grub Buds, actually. And Owen's a freaking guest on the Grub Buds. Yeah, man. And I think next week we're doing the Quesalupa. We did the Chipotle Quesadilla. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna. I saw the commercial for that, and I was surprised. Well, uh, well yeah, we had to try the new Chipotle item because Chipotle only gets a new item, you know, once every five years. So it's pretty right. cool. But uh, yeah, we're definitely going Quesalupa next week, and then we're going oh, looks good. Truffalo wings the week after that. Ooh. Which is bu- Buffalo Wild Wings' new buffalo sauce and tr- white truffle mixture. Interesting. And I've heard from a Buffalo Wild Wings employee that it is terrible. So, oh, be no. very interesting. Maybe we'll have Chase back on to uh, redeem himself. But, and then make <laughs> and him give eat, him more make, bad make, food? Make, make him eat more bad wings again. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe. But, uh, that being said, let's get into our pop culture <laughs> minutes let's, and get out of here. Owen, what are we talking about this week? Um... I'm going to be honest with you, dude. I didn't really think this one too much through. But uh, I'm just going to talk about how uh, the perfect bite-sized dessert is the Oreo ball. Ooh. You ever had a bad Oreo ball, Truman? I have not. I mean, it's, it's mean, what is there to dislike about Oreo balls? It's Oreos, <laughs> I, exactly. Oreo filling, and cream cheese. And then they just yep. roll in a ball, and it's cold. Or it can yeah. even be hot, and it's still nice. It's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah I'm with. Yeah, I'm just gonna I'm talk about you. how they're good. My sister made some when she was home on spring break because I don't know, like during COVID, you can't really do much during spring break if you're like living a family of scientists and healthcare workers. Yeah. So, so, so uh, yeah, she made some Oreo balls, and they were so good. Man, I had a girl. But yeah, I had a girl in high school who would make. She made homemade eggnog and Oreo balls around holidays. Ooh. And she would always make sure that I got some. And I didn't realize that that girl liked me. And then we didn't date. But looking <laughs> back on it, I'm like, every now and again, I'm like, man, I probably should have dated her in high school. But she was also kind of crazy. So. <laughs> but but Sometimes made, like great, made great eggnog, made great Oreo balls. Yeah. Uh, was I, a great friend. I would just like, I'm just but, reminding yeah. the populace of how good Oreo balls are. Right. That's, that's, that's what I got. That's nice. Yeah. I think, and I think, again, it's one of those things you forget about because it's just, they're also not made very often. I think, and I for bite-sized desserts, I guess cake pops would give you a run for it. But I'm I'm here to tell you, I think Oreo balls are better than cake pops. Oh, for sure. Maybe we'll have for to sure. go bite-sized desserts rankings next week. Go Ooh. go top five bite-sized desserts. Oh, uh, yeah. But yeah, I, I definitely I definitely have to agree with you. Oreo balls there are pretty good. Uh, yeah, that's that's what I got. Man, I had a different pop culture minute earlier when i was working and i forgot about it so i'm gonna talk about the weirdest thing happening on twitter right now and of course everybody who's been on twitter today knows it's cinnamon toast shrimp (laughs) (laughs) a man was uh going through his cinnamon toast crunch uh eating it and he poured out some this week and two shrimp tails fell out (laughs) and then he tweeted at cinnamon toast crunch he was like yo uh, guys, this is a bad problem. You know, obviously people have shellfish allergies. This is not good that there's two shrimp tails in here. And do you know what? Do you know what Cinnamon Toast Crunch had the balls to respond to him with, Owen? We'll send you a new box. No, 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 no. They said, "Sir, 
Those aren't shrimp tails. Those are actually what happens when uh, there's just a buildup of sugar and cinnamon. We just get these like large clumps that come out into cereal. And then so that's actually just a normal manufacturing thing. And the man said, fucking what? <laughs> He's like, these are shrimp tails. I can see they're <laughs> shrimp tails. You're gaslighting me. What's going on? And uh, the latest the latest news in the saga is that he was heading to uh, the lab. He was heading to a lab to get it tested to make sure that it was shrimp tails. He was heading to, like, <laughs> pest control or poison control in his city or something <laughs> like that to make sure that they are indeed shrimp tails. And they are shrimp tails, for sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah, but, if you see the picture, there's no mistaking. So, like when you see that when you see the first one, you're like, oh, you know, maybe that is just a clump of cinnamon sugar. And then you focus on the picture more, and you see the very obvious cinnamon toast shrimp tail. <laughs> yeah. So uh, obviously, it's not as funny for people with like shellfish allergies. Al- shellfish allergies that could be a huge problem. But uh, luckily, this guy wasn't allergic, and hopefully, nobody else has died from him. Uh, cinnamon toast, dude. What are you doing though? I mean, <laughs> what's going on? I can it tell you, I ate shrimp big... on my desk on Saturday. No shrimp tails. I was playing video games. I was playing Valorant and eating shrimp. No shrimp tails. How'd you guys end up it's with It's probably, shrimp you know, just a factory that's rented out space, and so they so they make multiple things, and somehow, like, maybe some worker was, like, quitting and, like, launched a shrimp tail in there. I don't know. Would you If, if you quit at a factory, would you launch, launch some shrimp tails in there just to see what would happen? Um... I've never been a burn bridges kind of person when I quit jobs, so I personally yeah. wouldn't. But you I should. definitely know I've definitely worked with people at Papa John's that like are those kind of people who definitely would do that. So. I'll tell you what, uh, my sister had some Belfonte, which is I think a low like a Midwest brand of ice cream, uh, yeah. and she was eating it and uh, like a part like a plastic part of the machine was in the Belfonte. And I think they gave her, like, free ice cream, like, 10 gallons or something ridiculous. It was a lot of free Damn, ice cream okay. they gave her. And uh, I'm interested what the Cinnamon Toast Shrimp guy is going to get. Uh, yeah. Uh, Twitter people are saying, like, he's never going to have to work again because no. they're going to have such a large payout for him. I mean, probably. Just because people can be allergic to it and stuff. I mean, they're going to have to do recalls and stuff. It's going to be very interesting. And... I don't know. We'll see. Put maybe put cinnamon toast crunch on your buy list for stocks. Maybe put Kellogg's on there. You're gonna see a stock dip on your on yourself for sure. Uh, <laughs> that'll do it for us. Uh, for Dom, that's true. We appreciate it if you made it this far, listening or uh, watching on Twitch. We appreciate you guys tuning in every week, and we will see you next week. Do-do-do-do-do.